everybody. This is What's on Draft, the weekly podcast where we take any subject known to man and draft the best possible team. I'm Karen, joined by Paul and Michael. Paul, how you feeling? I am feeling drafty tonight, Cameron. I am ready to get going. Glad. Michael? I'm feeling good. I'm uh, looking forward to hearing y'all's picks for this particular category here. Yeah, let's get on to that. Um, who picked this one? Was it me? I think it was you. It yeah. was me. Okay. Well, Paul, why don't you tell everybody what it is? So we wanted to we wanted to go with a franchise that has some broad popularity um, that a lot of people would be familiar with before we get into some of our uh, our crazier ideas here, right? Um, so what we are doing tonight is drafting our fellowship of the ring. So most weeks we're going to have five rounds. So everyone's going to take five picks. So we are drafting five real life people who would be carrying the ring to Mordor in Middle Earth. So these are these are five people from Earth who I guess in our scenario are magically transported to Middle Earth and they have to be on the Fellowship of the Ring. And other than that, we, we didn't put other, so sometimes we have some rules in terms of limitations on who can take what in the draft. But other than that, we, we did not talk about any rules for today. Okay, let me stop you right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I interpreted this a little differently. I took it to mean you need five people and you're going on quest unknown quest is not necessarily you being transported to the mythical <laughs> land of middle earth and trying to destroy the one ring i think we're all aligned that said the person has to be a real person in our world and mm -hmm. has to be alive and you kind of get them in their condition like right now like you can't get like like if you're gonna go if you need somebody to hit like a sky hook you can't get kareem Abdul Jabbar to come because he's like 76 now. Okay. So you can't get right. like Kareem from his, you know. He could, he could probably still hit this guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Right. He could, he could score some points on me. I'm not going to deny it. But, but I thought it was just take five people. You don't know what you're doing. You're going somewhere. They're, they're quote your fellowship is what I was thinking. Okay. Um, that's okay. It still kind of works. Like I'm still going to take my guys in middle earth. <laughs> it's just some of their skills may not be as transferable. Well, but, I, uh, I think our, our thought process was we didn't want to get into arguments about like, right. Like, oh, I'm just going to take Bill Gates because he has the resources to just purchase whatever I need for whatever no, the quest I, is. So. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I think this will work. Mike, where do you lie on this fence? I'm, I mean, I understood it to be they're going on the quest from the Lord of the Rings. Okay, fine. Then my team's going to be a little wacky, but I'm going to stick with them, okay? Well, that's right. My team is going to be a little wacky even understanding the rules of the draft. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, Michael, what was your approach here? So I tried to figure out different, uh, I don't know, different techniques, different things that people need to be a master of in order to fare well and to support each other in my fellowship. So I tried to break it up by the different weapon types and then different characteristics of maybe their learning background. Okay, I like it. I, uh, I, I'm pretty similar, nothing crazy. I, I, I picked five guys, um, they're all very different. They all bring something unique to the table. I think four of them will do well in Middle Earth. The other one, I don't know, but maybe 
he's so off the wall that he'll really make an impact. Um, so, Paul, Cameron, what are you? Cameron, did you pick just five people? Or you yes. got some reserve? So if we draft one of your five. I have, I have one reserve, but he also <laughs> would probably fail wor- fair worse um, okay. Okay. in Middle Earth. So, and I'm not going to do Googling or anything while, while we're waiting. I'm, you know, I'm going to yeah. make, make the bed I – lie in the bed I made. Is that the phrase? Uh, yeah. I think that's, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's the appropriate use of <laughs> – Make I, the bed I lie in. Okay. Yeah, I, I took a very similar approach where I, I picked five roles and then I came up with a few candidates for each role um, based on characteristics, right? So for my ring bearer, I said, what, what are like the characteristics of Frodo that would translate to someone being able to carry the ring? Okay. All right. So we might be, yeah. So I did not take roles. Like I didn't take the ring bearer role. I didn't take, I just like, these are the five guys that if they're going to be on a quest and that kind of transfers to if they need to be on the actual fellowship of the ring, you know, you don't need plucky comic relief from Pippin. So. Right. I didn't want a bit shoehorned into picking that role. And so what Mm -hmm. do I have to go pick, you know, Polly Shore to come to middle earth with me? No. Well, unfortunately, I picked a ring bearer, and then I picked four comic relief spots. So, my team's going to be in trouble. Laugh your way to Mordor. Yeah. It's the best one I said. They're all there to support the ring bearer and keep that person laughing. Jovial. All the way to Mordor. Okay. So, we're going to start? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, So, Cameron, uh, as, uh, as is very fitting for you being the most prepared here, uh, you are our first, our first pick. All right. Um, for my first pick, I'm going to choose a very capable man, highly skilled, served in the British Army, the 21st SAS, trained in unarmed combat, desert and wintered warfare, survival, climbing, parachuting, and explosives. You might know him as Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls is my number one pick, Survivor Man, Man versus Wild. Two reasons. Number one, he's going to be able to get us in the wild, where we need to go, and how to survive. Also, he is obviously a modern-day warfare expert. So he's also a fighter. He's not just like a pioneer man. He can also fight. I don't know if he's going to bring his gun with him. I'm assuming that's not allowed under, under your rules or whatnot. But still, he's going to be able to fight. And he's going to be able to get us to survive in the wild. So my first pick is Bear Grylls. I like it. I think that's a that's a solid pick. I mean, his whole thing is you know being in the wild in different environments. So why not throw him into uh, into the Middle New East Zealand. environment? Yeah, Middle East. That may very well be the m- most recognizable name of the whole episode too. Well, I've got I've got. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! You've got some famous people. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't choose, you know, my cousin or anything. You know, nobody's gonna really well, know. You, you laugh now. I've got some names to throw out here eventually. But all right, yeah, I, I, I think that is that is a solid, um, a solid number one pick. And uh, so my pick is up next. And for my pick, I've got another uh, very well known name here. So we're not going to get into the, the esoteric people yet. So this is the role that I filled uh, as like the leader of the fellowship. So this is basically the, the Aragorn role, right? And so I thought the, the qualities I was looking for here were charisma, 
um, someone who people want to follow. So a, a real, you know, a true leader, that sort of magnetism, and someone who can hold their own in a fight as well. And so I am going to take Dwayne The Rock Johnson oh my as my first pick. Wow. So uh, your angle here is charisma and fighting ability. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, and leadership skills. So he, he doesn't need a specialized skill, but he's, you know, if someone needs to lead an army, an army in, into battle, I, I want it to be the rock. The army okay. of the Scorpion King right here. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, you know what? I'm in it to win it. So I'm going to lay on a couple points here. Number one, <laughs> we don't know if he can really fight because... I don't think he's been in any true fighting capacity, no matter what WWE, whatever it is, E or Are you telling me wrestling isn't real, Cameron? I'm telling you that in a in a in a critical situation of combat, I don't know what human would say, give me that professional uh WWE wrestler. Um, over probably hundreds of others. Second point, we don't know if he's a leader either. He's a actor, he's an actor. So, yeah, he's in leadership roles, but I don't know if there's not a director and a camera crew there if he's going to be able to do anything in the real Middle Earth. And then what was the third thing? Charisma? Mm. All right, he's got charisma, but not in the leading sense, just more in like I want that guy in my crew of friends. Um, oh, the Rock for me is like a fifth round pick, Look, personally. I'm, I'm taking The Rock now, first of all, because he's the most recognizable name on my list. I didn't want not in Middle Earth, though. Well, no, I mean, I didn't want either of you to draft him. So I'm drafting him now. Oh, well, you're set. Uh, uh, sec- second, you know, people were trying to draft The Rock into running for president. There's a lot of people who want to follow The Rock. If you look at, and look, this is, if you Google, and I did this, right? If you Google who is the most popular person in the world, The Rock comes up first. So you want to talk about getting some followers. The Rock is doing pretty well. Yeah, and like yes. you said, so is, comic so is relief. Kendall Jenner, all right? Yeah, and, and gets that... <laughs> That comic relief role mixed <laughs> in with the leadership. <laughs> so, all right, all right, let's move on. Um, all right, Michael with back-to-back picks now. Oh man. Okay, so I'm really not worried about you all stealing any of my picks, but uh, I am going to start out with my most recognizable name, and uh, this is the person I picked for my ring bearer, and for that role, I thought. We needed someone pure of heart, and they want to save the world. So given those criteria, I'm going with Greta Thunberg. She's got some grit. She's sailed back and forth across the Atlantic already. So, I mean, she's good at journeying. She's shown Um, drive. Michael, in case nobody knows, why don't you tell us about her? About who that is? Yeah. She's uh, fighting climate change. That's... uh, that's her whole deal. She travels all over the world. And when uh, some people got on to her saying that she shouldn't use airplanes, used a sailboat in order to travel instead. So She's like the really young one, right? She's like 15 Yeah, or she's a high schooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't care for the pick, but in regards to it being a ring bearer, it's a pretty good pick. That's, I feel mm-hmm. like that's one of the hardest roles to, to fill because they're not really in any sort of uh, fighting capacity. Until a giant spider comes along. So that's right. the question. Can Greta handle a giant spider? No. We can, we can have one of my other characters train her, maybe. There you go. Pick up some of that mithril armor along the way. Hmm. 
All right. I, I, All right. The, the, well, I, I write, you know, I, I definitely see where you're coming from in terms of the, uh, the, you know, strong apart and the, the purity to handle the burden that is carrying the ring. That's definitely not, not a physical challenge, but, but, a, a mental challenge, right. That was written to written to be about the soldiers that Tolkien knew who had like PTSD. And so definitely like a mental combat kind of thing there. So I think I, I definitely, I definitely see it. Okay. And Michael, you are back on the board now. All right. So I think that I'm going to pick one of uh, my swordsmen mm-hmm. for my next pick here. I just and... want to jump in real fast. So just to reiterate, I do not have these roles. <laughs> so I will have no sword wheeling and no ring bearing. So See, I, well, I, ruled out, have... I was just going to say, I ruled out modern uh, warfare. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I that's all right. My guys can handle themselves, even if you take away their their tools. Uh, you know, okay. whatever. I just, I didn't just didn't know gonna... I needed to go get the world's best fencer to compete in this draft. That's all. Oh. Well, I'll tell you. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I looked for ones that were specifically suited to Middle Earth and that style of fighting. So, what I found on YouTube, there is something called historical European martial arts. They do all kinds of sword fighting that you would have seen in the Middle Ages. So my pick is Sergei Koltaev, and he was uh, the winner in 2018. He's from Russia. He got gold and long sword and silver in the rapier and dagger categories. So very good with long and short blades. So an authentic swordsman. Yes. Huh. Sergei Right. I, I have no idea if I spelled that correctly on our draft board here. Oh, I was pronouncing it, it the way you spelled it. The so pick is on the board. Pronouncing. I think your spelling is, is fine. Okay. Fun fact. I used to fence. Did you know that? I did not know this. I used to fence in junior high. There was a fencing academy um, a couple towns over from where I am right now. And I fenced for about two and a half, three years. So nice. maybe I'll just go. Yeah, just draft yourself. Yeah, yeah. We Did we didn't put that in the rules, right? All right, what, what were you saying, Paul? Uh, no, no, just uh, I mean, just no, no. I never went to any competitions. Um, I was I was actually really good at it, but I, I don't know. I just stopped. I stopped going at. I think I was in ninth grade. I think maybe. You know, it's like there's no fencing at the schools at the public schools. You pretty much have to just keep doing it for fun. Um, it's a very niche sport, but. I feel like that's something you can go to the Olympics in, though. It is something you can go to the Olympics in, but it's like it's it's all or it's nothing. It's all or nothing. There's no like <laughs> amateur league to like compete in. Yeah. There's fencing in the Olympics, or that's it. What were you saying, Paul? I was gonna say I think I've I've seen. I mean, I, I have never heard of of Sergey here, but uh, I have. Um, I think I've seen some of these championships, like the medieval fighting championships, and they're pretty pretty cool to watch. Mm-hmm. They used the uh, tatami mats to basically check their cutting abilities too. So if you if you don't know what that is, it's a rolled mat that you would sleep on, and it's rolled really tightly, and it's supposed to simulate cutting through a human. So they can uh, do different cuts mm-hmm. from different directions, and then uh, yeah, just check how clean the cut is. 
but so he'll be very used to cutting through humans. Maybe not as good cutting through an orc. <laughs> well, you know, if any of your characters have experience <laughs> cutting through orcs. <laughs> Well, let me tell you about my next one. All right, I like it. I like it. So I I am up again. So we're uh, we're in in round two now. Uh, I'm going to go with one of my names that I'm going to be shocked if, if either of you have heard of. Um, although Michael, it sounds like we had some similar thoughts in terms of we were going with research. So maybe we Good. will. Uh, overlap weirdly at some point here i kind of hope we do because if none of us have any stolen picks you know uh, i don't know yeah yeah that's that's something to think about for our future draft <laughs> rules here but all right um so i'm i'm going to take my ring bearer next and let me let me take you gentlemen on a journey here for how i came to this pick so i decided i wanted to figure out which country was the most hobbit-like or had the most hobbit-like qualities to them so number one hobbit quality is they have their their good nature so what i did was i looked up a lot of surveys of people ranking the friendliest countries on earth and i took those and i assigned points so if you were number one on a list you got 10 points if you were number 10 you got one point oh lord this was just to find a country (laughs) i I totaled all those up and i I got a list of countries here i took the top 10 countries right for the record paul you are a husband and father of three young children that's right i did this very (laughs) late how those children are surviving while you're doing this system uh is beyond me second uh second hobbit-like quality is they're unassuming because they're sort of short in stature Right, so I took the average height for the top ten kind countries, and I, I ruled out the the taller countries. I don't want them. St- I want them to be able to sneak around with the ring. All right, I don't want anything. Uh, and then the third Hobbit-like quality, of course, is that they eat a lot of meals. So I took the traditional dish from all the countries, and I found the one that had the most calories. Uh, and so through a combination of kindness, um, stature and the amount of calories in their national dish, I decided that Indonesia was the most Hobbit-like of all the countries on earth. So then uh, I looked For up, the record, the, the participants of this podcast do not represent the views of all the participants. Uh, so then I looked up some famous Indonesians, and I came to my pick, which is famous Indonesian badminton player, Tofik the diet. A little peek behind the scenes. I, we did this research like a month ago and I researched how to pronounce his name then and I don't remember if I got it right. But let me read you a little bit from his Wikipedia page here about why I think he's going to be a strong, a strong pick here, right? So uh, Hidayat's shot-making strengths were his backhand, as he is perhaps most famous for his backhand smash, revered for its unusually high generation of power. The power on both his forehand and backhand, combined with his tenacity at the net and scope for deceptive shots, provided him with an extremely diverse weaponry on the court, making him one of the most difficult players to face on the open circuit. So he's got all of the the kindness and the other uh, qualities of the Hobbit, but also a very good athlete who can be aggressive when needed like for instance if you're being attacked by a giant spider 
I, I don't really have any words, Michael. Well, your description of how you came to this person is amazing. I am trying to Google something real quick because your description of what you were looking for mm-hmm. and Hobbit-like people took me all the way back to when I took biological anthropology in college. And there was a particular category of human called Homo floresiensis found in Indonesia. And they are described as hobbits because they are about half the size of people today. See, this okay. is, this is science. They're, they're only, they're only 1.1 meter in height. Okay, so. but we were not trying to draft the most similar like person in the real world to a a, a species in Middle Earth. I so mean, why not? How is this person going to benefit your your your? Here's the thing: Does the fellowship need a short, well nourished, like person in order to make it successful? Why do you need this person in your fellowship? I'm just saying, Gandalf sought the hobbits in particular to be the ring bearer because of their innate qualities. So I went for the person I could find with the most similar innate qualities to the hobbits. So yeah, I, I, I'm with Paul here. If Get you're out of here. All right. Tolkien All right. probably had some strange recipe for what made a good ring bearer. So. <laughs> mm, okay. All right. All right. So I got back to back. So it doesn't matter what order I do this. So, okay. I don't have roles. However, I do have quasi roles, right? So this is probably the closest I'm going to get to a wizard of some sort, but this person has a bachelor, bachelor's of science in mechanical engineering from Cornell. Anybody know who I'm talking about? Mechanical engineering. He can explain the world around him, no matter how complicatedly scientific it is in the simplest terms. Oh, I I think I got you. Yeah. Okay. He is a people person. He can keep us on track, but he can also wow us and wow the people of Middle Earth with science. You've got it. It's Bill Nye, the science guy, okay? Bill, 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 Bill. Exactly, right? Not only will he be able to provide us with some practical solutions, I don't know if he's going to mix up some chemicals or something out of rocks and make an explosion, who knows, but he can also like fool those simpletons in Middle Earth with some real science, maybe even make them think we're a little more magical than we are. So I'm going with number in my second pick, Bill Nye, the science guy. All right. Well, uh, a little, a little old to be treps and across middle. He's like a cool 56, man. <laughs> Question. Gandalf so, was like said, 190 at least. <laughs> Did you say bachelor's was the highest level of degree he had? No, well, that's where he got it from Cornell. He has a master's in engineering. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I thought he's he not a, a he's not a doctor. He doesn't have a doctorate, but he, That's he's surprising to he me. Is, he's technically an engineer, but he just, he's always from my research. Mm-hmm. He just loves science. He loves just exploring science. And at a certain point, right. I think everybody realizes you don't need, you know, the degree. Well, he should, he should, uh, he should just go ahead and get one though. So he can be doctor of the science. Well, he is. I mean, he's on, he's got like seven honorary doctorates. Like yeah, he, he's famous, you know, honorary, you know, so. I mean, the big question what, is, can he blow a smoke ring? If anybody can, it's gotta be him. I mean, I, I'm sure he's done it like on a late night show or something. So Bill Nye, the science guy. Um, all right. All right. So um, I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Um, number three. Uh, for me, 
All right. So I got, I got a survivalist, right? I got somebody who can mm-hmm. make his way, you know, guide us through the wilderness and the, the rush, the, the rough landscapes of Middle Earth. I got a scientist here who can um, help us out, however that means. Um, I'm going to need a bit of a wild card now. I need somebody whose skills aren't as honed and studied and um, specific and cultured. I'm going to need a bit of a rough and tumble guy. So I'm going with Connor McGregor. I literally need a thug, okay? Because it gets pretty rough out there, especially when you got orcs storming in, you got wild men of Dane and, uh, uh, you know, whatever, dwarves. Um, so I need somebody who can hold their own in hand-to-hand and probably scare off the opponent by just being crazy, okay? This guy's been arrested like 10 times even though he's a multimillionaire and he's a huge smack talker, which you're going to have to talk some smack in Middle Earth, right? In those taverns. Mm-hmm. So, Connor McGregor, my third pick. I'm concerned that you might have picked a Boromir here. Oh, oh, he's, if he's anybody, he's a Boromir. But Boromir is probably the greatest person on the fellowship, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe not Boromir, but Sean Bean, for sure. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, that's undeniable. So, but you didn't Connor. draft Sean Bean, which was your, which well, was your big mistake. That was your undoing. Stay tuned. Coming up next pick. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. So, like, uh, you know, as Michael Michael is hinting at there, the um, the mix of attitudes is uh, going to be important. But to be fair, I know nothing about the attitudes of several of my picks. So. <laughs> they could be jerks. I'm with you, Paul. <laughs> Uh, watching YouTube videos doesn't give me a whole lot of background on these people. <laughs> All right. Well, I am I'm up next before we hand it over to Michael for two picks. And I think I'm going to go with – I've got some other picks that are, are more likely to be potentially taken here. Uh, but I'm going to go with my other really out there name. Not as out there. So this is what I, I pegged as my sort of like – Long Can we pronounce distance. the name? Is it pronounceable? Uh, at one point, I knew how to pronounce it. Oh boy! So this is this is my sort of long distance fighting, right? And and his skill set is not going to translate immediately to Middle Earth because I I did this research a little bit before uh, we Michael and I had discussed. We probably need to have it in, in be in Middle Earth, but I still think it'll work, right? Because my thought process here was someone with good hand eye coordination. I bet he could learn how to handle it or crossbow, but also strong stamina, the ability to make it traveling a long distance. So of course, the sport that came to mind was the biathlon. If you're not familiar with the biathlon, that's where in the Olympics you put on skis, you go across a big distance walking on skis, and then you stop and shoot at different targets. And I am drafting a Norwegian man who is known as the king of biathlon, Ole Inyar Bjorndalen. I'm sure you're all very familiar with uh, with Ole's work. I hope I'm pronouncing his first name somewhat correctly here. Ole, 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 yeah. Ole. So again, let me turn to the the Wikipedia entry here to explain his. his what do you call piece. that letter? The third letter of his last name. What is that? The O, it's the o with the slash through it. I don't know what that's called. Oh boy. All right, but uh, let's see here. He's the only biathlete ever to win all the biathlon events in a single Winter Olympics. So this includes the sprint, 
the pursuit, the individual and relay events, which sounds like some skills that are going to be very useful for trekking, right? A pursuit, uh, a sprint. Those are some useful skills when orcs are running around. Got to sprint away from the Balrog. You know, these, these skills are just going to be useful all over the place. Um, he's also uh, the thir- only the third Winter Olympian to win four golds at one games has won a total of 98 World Cup victories, only two behind the record holder for all winter sport athletes. So um, he, he did lose out for other winter sport a- athletes. But when it comes to biathlon, Ole Bjorndalen is, is, as his name, his nickname is, the I mean, king it, of biathlon. It, it's a household name. That, I mean, Who doesn't have a, an I Ole mean, poster on their wall? Who is not tuning in to that ESPN 10-part series they're airing right now about Ole and Yar Bjorndalen? Mm-hmm. I think it's called the, the biathlon dance is, is, is what it is. It's, um, oh, yeah. It's taken, it's taken the world by storm. Captivating. Over- Did you know that his partner was Dennis Rodman? <laughs> I, you know, he little known, little known interest in uh, Winter Olympic sports from Dennis Rodman. Right. But, um, <laughs> When he's not hanging out in North Korea, he's hanging out at the biathlon track. I, I don't actually know what you call it. I assume it's a track. All right, Michael. Well, I've got a question. So how old is Ole? Ole was, uh, he <laughs> was, no, how old is he? <laughs> no, he's, uh, <laughs> I was going to say was. he was born, he was born in 74. He was born in 1974. Okay. All right, it's not so. that old. 50, right? No, 40. Okay. Some quick, yeah. 40-something. Out there, 46, yeah. 46. There you go. Not bad. All right, Michael, tell me you got at least somebody from the Western world. My team is going to be very diverse. Diversity is the strength of our... Hey, the fellowship's made up of people from entirely different species, so... So, Paul, I commend you on thinking of biathlon, because I was trying to think of ranged weaponry, and... I was thinking just archery. So I started looking for the best archers. I thought that was the most translatable thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, biathlon, they're going to be such better athletes and just in better shape. A yeah, lot you got to move. Those archers uh, don't have to move, right? Yeah. And if you tune into the Olympics, a lot of those archers that are winning are middle-aged and, you know, they, they're starting to look like bowlers in their physique. So, But that could be the dwarf on your team. What's that? They could be the dwarf. They could be the Gimli. It could be. Um, so I, I looked for young archers that were still fit. So I am going to, I guess, also go with someone from Norway and pick Anders Fogstad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are killing me. So he's an archer. He's a pure archer. Yeah, he's an archer. He's one of the top top young ones. By default, I think we all have to say Paul won that round in regards to you two. I mean, Paul's is a, is a biathlon. So, right. so this, this kid is, I don't even know if he's 20 yet, so he could probably outrun. <laughs> By the time he gets this, to middle Earth, At this particular pretty, time in life, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm going with Anders. All right. All right. Thoughts, Paul? Yeah, uh, so I, uh, I, I initially had first thought archery and then i did just as you sort of just said there michael i thought you know what wait i'm gonna go with someone um, um who's a little bit more athletic uh would be more useful if he had his gun so anders is gonna have um direct access to some 
the bows and arrows, I, I assume. But, uh, you know, hopefully he can, he can deal with all of the tasks that an archer is tasked with in, in the Lord of the Rings universe, like uh, um, jumping from barrel to barrel of floating dwarfs, right? If you, from, from the Hobbit film. Um, very important skill in Middle Earth, jumping around uh, dwarfs and barrels or uh, taking out a, an elephant, right? So uh, I hope he's up to the task for, for that kind of stuff. Yeah, hopefully his youth, Anders, will uh, be able to keep up. Okay. Um, before you go again, Mike, we're halfway here. Let's do a quick recap. I'll tell you what, uh, in order to make this fair, we'll all move to the right. So uh, I'll recap Paul's, walk and recap Michael. Michael, go ahead and recap mine. Thank you, because yours has the most pronounceable names. <laughs> so Cameron has Bear Grylls in his number one spot, Bill Nye in number two, and Conor McGregor in number three. I'm sure the listeners know who they are. Okay, Paul has Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, at his number one. Some small Indonesian glutton named Taufik Haidiakya <laughs> as his hobbit. Uh, and then he has a biathlon that is uh, skiing in archery. Ole Inyar Binjordalen. And could maybe sell those gold uh, Olympic medals for something useful in Middle Earth. Okay, well, if he's bringing his medals, Bear Grylls is bringing his, like, AR-15, okay? (laughs) All right, and then uh, Michael's picks are uh, Greta Thunberg, um, Sergei Koltyev, and Anders Fogstad. I like the, you know what? I like the diversity and the international flair. Only one American. Oh, no, The Rock's American, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, two Americans. All right. Well, we're in. We're into the final two rounds here, and Michael, you are up again. Your back-to-back pick. All right. So I'm gonna pose a question to y'all before I actually name my next pick. Uh, how important do you think a healer is to the fellowship? I would say it's probably the most important. Um, certainly not more important than a small Indonesian <laughs> glutton. Taufik Hadiyakyak. All right. I, I, I don't like the word glutton that's being thrown around here. Well, you, you mentioned whoever had the most calories. Yeah, but actually, it, you know, it, it was just like a 400-calorie dish. It's not. So calories per, like, inch <laughs> tall or something? <laughs> uh, I, to be honest, Mike, I didn't consider medical people. Um, and yeah, since yeah. I have two, I'm two picks away, I could probably start... <laughs> I, I didn't put a healer on mine, so I'm going to say it's my, not important at all. My Don't my thing my thing was that these people are going in with nothing. So, I mean, it would have to be just somebody who's really just skilled at just well, see, family that's medicine, who I looked for. essentially. I looked for the person that's trained to deal with trauma, okay. not, not a surgeon. But trauma without supplies, right? Go ahead. Yeah. I'll just say this. Bear Grylls, being in the SAS, had the necessary medic training to handle mm-hmm. most scrapes and, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But go ahead. Well, I mean, if y'all didn't pick healers, then I don't know if I'll go with this pick. No, I just... Well, you need it. to, I mean, you need to pick what you think is going to yeah. you know, win you the... Uh, if anything, if we didn't, more reason you should. 
okay, so maybe this will take my fellowship over the top. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to help any of my injured. Okay, so I looked up medics from the military background. So they actually have competitions. And the winner of the 2018 Army Best Medics was Brandon Matura. And so I think it said he had a, over a 20-point lead on the next competitor. So what happens at a, a medic competition? I, I, I don't never know. Heard of this. So this was not something that I, a video that I watched or anything. I just, I researched and found that there was actually a medic competition. So, you know, maybe they have uh, dummies that they have to treat in a certain amount of time. I'm not sure. I hope it's just them playing surgeon simulator or like some other video game. And they're just like, yeah, it looked pretty good. So uh, he's going to be my healer for the group and he is army. So he does have that military background too. It's not like he's just going to be a, a doctor roaming around out in the field. Uh, I think that's a good pick. Um, a medic. It's a good pick, especially if it's a true medic, not like a you know a, a brain surgeon or or something like that. So that that makes sense. I am intrigued about these medic competitions, though. <laughs> okay, so right. they're faced with two hundred meters of obstacles, including flipping tires, carrying two. Okay, so there's there's like a physical aspect to it. Then there's marksmanship. Then they're they're, then they're shooting. They're being the reverse of a medic. Um, maybe they need to shoot the target and then heal it. Let me see here. Michael, I like well, how you're feeling better about your pick as Cameron does research <laughs> on it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a good sign. Challenge, uh, fitness, He's leadership like warrior. You know what it is? It's not about the medicine. It's like who is the best soldier who is also a medic. You know what? Hmm. I'm fine with that. So, so he's a good soldier. He might be a real crappy medic. <laughs> he might be the worst medic. But he's Lo- going to get But he's still a medic. Field. He's a medic by training. So He's a medic by I'll training. I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that over any This non-training. is a US Army, right? Mhm. Okay. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. All right. Oh, what I'm- what what hemisphere uh, is this person from? Well, I'm going with a more recognizable pick. Currently living in the United States from another country. I like the I like the international flair going for my team still here. And this one, so my position here, I, I listed it in my notes as the brawler. So sort of the Gimli position, but not not necessarily, you know, using an axe, but someone who could be really strong and handle some some up close hand to hand, hand to hand kind of stuff. Like my McGregor. Yes. Yeah. So this would be, this would be analogous to your, your McGregor here. Uh, and I am going to take starting sender for your Oklahoma city thunder. Oh my God. Steven Adams. First of all, from New Zealand, going to be very familiar with the territory. <laughs> of Middle Earth. I didn't know that he's from New Zealand. <laughs> from New Zealand. Are there any other New Zealand uh, basketball players? Uh, they have a whole. Ba- I mean, they have a, a team. I mean, that plays everybody in- has a team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You mean like in the, in the in the NBA. NBA? Not not in the NBA. Only NBA uh, New Zealander, I, I believe. Um, but he is He's the only uh, team. Come, yeah, comes from comes from a big family. He has. I don't remember. I think it might even be in the double digits of siblings. Uh, his sister is like a gold medal shot putter. Um, so definitely a very athletic family, but. 
uh, you know, very, very opposite in height from Gimli here. So I, I didn't stick with the similar height, uh, but um, extremely, extremely strong. So if you listen to interviews with NBA players, several of them have stated that they hate when he sets a screen because uh, when he sets a screen, it's like getting hit by a truck. That's a direct quote from, uh, uh, from some NBA guards. Um, and he uh, routinely um, is, is credited as being one of the strongest guys in the NBA um, and also extremely kind. There have been several times where he has uh, technically gotten a turnover because he just stopped to help an opposing player from falling over on the court or something like that. So, I, you know, going to fit in really well with The Rock, and I assume these other two guys I drafted are, are nice dudes too. So I, I – uh, I like that. And also, I'm just a big fan of Steven. And also, uh, one time in Oklahoma City, he held a door open for me when we were leaving our favorite brunch place. So thank you, Steven Adams. Now you get to be on my fellowship. That's pretty cool. Okay. So an NBA athlete. Um, I didn't think that was going to happen. I, I, you seem so focused on actually finding skills, skills that <laughs> will be able to be applied um, so I don't know if you think when you go to Middle Earth, there's going to be some sort of a Space Jam scenario where, you know, Saruman says, you know, let's play a game of hoops to figure out who wins. But uh, well, if anything, yeah, go for I was going to say The Rock can use his smolder. <laughs> yes. That's, that's going to take out orcs left and right. The Rock is going to smolder, and then Steven's going to set a really hard screen on Saruman and just knock him to the ground. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go over some numbers here, okay? Been in the league six years, mm-hmm. started off slow. Last two seasons, though, complete seasons, mm-hmm. 14 points a game, shooting over 50%, shooting at 60%. Mm-hmm. Um, he's mm-hmm. not a jump shooter, is he? He's no, a he, fan, he right? mostly – around the hoop. He, he's got two moves, uh, putbacks on offensive rebounds. So he leads – he's led the league in offensive rebounds per game for like three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's either a putback or he's got this really smooth little like four-foot out uh, like teardrop shot that he'll do. Um, and he – so he, he – very near the basket, although he did uh, one-handed launch a shot full court and make it this year so this this is interesting he is a horrendous free throw shooter he he is very bad at it i didn't know he was this bad he 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 only shot 2018 2019 uh yeah he used to he used to be decent at it and then he's been getting steadily worse 500 he shot an even 500 he's he's shooting 60 percent from the field Oh my goodness. But here's here's the other good thing about Steven. If you look at the advanced stats, if you get into the VORP and the other NBA stats, mm-hmm. he shows up really well there because of what he does on defense. And he basically calls out the defense for everyone. So if you like watch the Thunder play, he's he's the guy getting everyone in position. Although it's with, with Chris Paul and the team now, um, Chris right. is in position yeah. for defense a lot more than uh, than good old Russ was. So um doesn't have to do that quite as much, but Wow. Your team is kind of going in different directions. I don't know, Paul. I, I will I, vouch. He is a very nice guy. He's always helping people up. He, he, I, I don't know if he's ever gotten a technical. I don't remember ever getting a technical. But, uh, yeah, you got a lot of nice people on your team. Mm-hmm. A bit of a pushover. 
Like what happens when you get to um to Mordor and they're like, No, you can't throw it in there. Like I feel like your guys are gonna be like, Well, yeah, okay, we tried. Yeah, and that's when Hadayat hits them with that surprising, deceitful net move and just badmintons the ring in the Mountain Doom. Okay. Well, the master plan is coming together. So, Paul, I like that you equated this NBA player to your Gimli role. Yes. So, I feel like he and him as just a human is more of a ranged weapon. <laughs> and the fact that he shoots 60% from the field, I feel like you need to develop some sort of basketball-like grenade for Middle Earth yeah. that he can use. <laughs> If only you had a scientist on your team that could develop such a weapon. Hey, I got a, I got a pick left. <laughs> that better be your number five spot. Well, I'm thinking about going real wild with my last Neil, pick. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> All right. All right, Cameron's got two to finish it up. I'm going to hit you with the one I had already. Um, then I'm going to talk about the ones I had that really don't apply now that I can't bring their supplies with them. And then I'll give you my real fifth pick. Um, but for number four, I need a talker. I need somebody when we reach these – towns and these different areas i need somebody to help us get through those areas without fighting like number one and number three and also without conjuring mystical magic like number two um i need somebody who's literally just a salesman somebody who can just convince them we're doing the right thing and they need to help us and also make them feel better about themselves that's why i'm going with one of the best speakers in the history of the world motivational life coach and if you ask some people and it's probably true a bit of a scam artist too probably um but none other than somebody who's probably almost as tall as steven adams tony robbins okay this is the kind of guy that will convince people whose lives suck to now walk on hot coals that's how convincing he is that's the guy i want to talk to the chieftain of this town to get us you know safe passage what not i need a i need a car salesman but not a grimy one a real well polished one who can kind of just sell anything to him tony robbins number four you wait you you just said you don't want a grimy car salesman but then you also said he was kind of a con artist he's got it all he's got it all man (laughs) so you're saying he can go grimy he can go also go clean he can go clean man he's he's got it all this guy can't miss Ugh. So I'm worried for you all picking these extraordinarily tall people <laughs> that they might be a target in the field. You're going to have to really protect these guys. Yeah, I mean, he's lingering back. He's, he's going to be the talker. He's going to be the communicator. So, you know, if there's danger. He's got a megaphone in the back. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not up there. You know? you know, if we just get some ints with us, then the height discrepancy will, will on there average, go, just man. be washed out. There, there you, you go. go. Lord of the Rings doesn't really have a smoozer in the movies or the books, right? There's not uh, that real uh, kind of, uh, you I know, mean, Wormtongue is going to be the closest sh- thing. Shyster but, type. Yeah. Right, Paul? Yeah. yeah it's not I'm, like a, like a, like a, but that's not a likable character. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's not like a Tony Stark or, uh, you know, somebody who's just a, a bit of a, a mouth. Gandalf is kind of a schmoozer, you know. Yeah, well, yeah you're, you're right. You're right. He kind of he plays that angle sometimes. So there you go. Boom. Number four. All right. Well, let me ask you this. Do you want to save extra picks until we've made all the picks just to make okay. sure? 
Sure. Just not to influence our, yeah. our final two picks here. Yeah. And then we can all smart. we can all throw out some extra names okay. on the back okay. end. All right. So Honor, this honorable mentions. This uh this this final pick for me, number five. Um yeah, I, I, I probably realized I was gonna pick this person about ten minutes ago. Because I've been searching for this pick ever since we started. And once I realized my two reserve picks would not function in Middle Earth, really. Um so, you know, I have a survivalist. I have a, a brain, right? A scientist. Um, I have a fighter, a thug. Um, and I have a talker, right? I got a communicator. What I don't have is a leader and a strategist, right? Um, I need somebody to give us a cohesive mission and direct us. Um, and who can do that but four-star Army General Colin Powell, famous for uh, Desert Storm, uh general of the joint chiefs secretary of state oddly enough 2016 he got three electoral votes did you know that paul sorry i was i was on mute there uh i did not i did not know that that's right how many of your uh, draft picks got any electoral votes in any election to be honest that's Uh, right none none got zero colin powell has three electoral votes he wasn't even running i don't even think he knows he got them but um I don't know how well that's going to help him out in Middle Earth, but um, number five for Cameron's fellowship is Colin Powell. Might be the last pick, but might be the most important pick. So Colin Powell, 83 years old. 83. Like I said, like I said, Gandalf is hobbled, but there's no way that fellowship (laughs) does anything without Gandalf. So yeah, so you're you're gonna have you have Connor and Bear doing a lot of the heavy lifting for your team, and then, that's true. Uh, yeah, Bill and Tony Robbins and Colin Powell just uh, busted in with their skill set when most useful, right? Hey, Connor's gonna like Connor's gonna pop a couple pills. He's gonna do a little coke or something, and he's gonna handle like ninety percent of the workload. I could guarantee you. Yeah, the B's and the C's and the T. That's my team. I, I think Colin Powell is a strong final pick here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, just just wait. Just wait till you hear the ones that I could have gone with. But <laughs> your I honorable mentions. To, okay. I had to find somebody. All right. So it's it's time for me to make my last pick here. I've got a I've got a hard choice here between. So this is this is my Gandalf. This is my wizard position. I had one pick I was gonna go with that I feel like is the more logical pick. And then I've got a much more wild pick that I kind of like just for the wild I'm going to vote for the wild card. If you you pick somebody like, I don't know, another random NBA player, Barbosa, or... (laughs) No, not not in the NBA. Uh, You know what? Okay, so I was thinking of the qualities of, of the wizard, right? So first of all, like the leader position... Gandalf's the one who kicks this all off, right? He's got to go convince everyone to go on the quest. So you need someone who people are willing to follow. So I factored in popularity here. Has a broad knowledge and is able to apply that knowledge to a wide variety of of genres, right? So, you know, knows all this wizardly lore, um, but also a bit of a wild card and good at changing outfits, so for my wizard position, I am gonna draft Lil Nas X. 
the singer <laughs> of Old Town Road. One of the best follows on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, those follows, that's going to help out for sure. <laughs> yeah. Look, again, uh, able to operate in a wide variety of genres. If you've seen all these remixes, they're everywhere, taking over everything in a, what you might call a, a magical way. And uh, looks great in a variety of outfits. So if he gets taken out by the Balrog and has to return in some new digs, he's going to look pretty sharp. Paul, how... All right, just random scenario. You're running through Moria. What is this guy going to do? Well, first of all, he he's already been helping the team morale a lot, right? <laughs> By seeing Old Town Row Road on repeat <laughs> the whole way? By constantly releasing new remixes of Old Town Road. Any, anyone comes up, look, Tom Bombadil starts singing a song. Lil Nasca remix that. And then he's going to get Tom on their side with that, those sweet tunes. Um, and also... Nobody again, gets Tom on their side. Nobody gets Tom yeah. on their side. That's a fact of Middle Earth. Look, you, you follow, look, you follow Lil Nas on Twitter. He is constantly... Yeah, I can't follow him. him on anything. We're in Middle Earth. <laughs> no, what look, is he going to do there? Saying, what is he going to do there? Constantly dropping wisdom. And he is full of wisdom. Tell you what, what's one of the wisdom things he drops? What did he drop today? Look, let me go to. I tell you what, go read his last five tweets right right. now. Last five tweets. I'm I'm gonna fact check you. These are gonna be so full of of wisdom. You're gonna be shocked. All right. So Paul, it sounds like he's going to raise more than a fellowship. The way that you're talking him up, it sounds like he can raise the masses to fight his battles. First, first tweet here. Um. Wait, so he's he's retweeting himself for 2019. I don't know if that counts. No, but, we need uh, we need authentic no retweets. We need Well, no, no, he retweeted himself. It's just an old tweet of his. Oh, okay. That works, yeah. I guess. So it's <laughs> when your friend beats trash but you still support them and then he's made a video of uh of a friend that he's supporting. Um even though his friend's beats are trash. All right. Yep. Yeah. Okay, great wisdom. What do we got next? Uh, this one is, uh, let's see. Okay, this one's a little hard to explain because it involves a Twitter meme, so I'm going to skip it. Uh, this, this one is uh, a picture of Peter Griffin in a <laughs> prostitute costume, and it says, me listening to Beyonce on Savage. So he appreciates other artists at their craft. I don't, um, I don't think that's what that picture indicates. I'm looking right at it. Here we are. Right. Throughout my career, I will create a multiverse through my music videos, which is why I'm a new person in each one of them. They will all have connection to each other and represent a moment in my life. Look at that new person <laughs> going from Gandalf the Grey to Gandalf the White. Little Nas is ready to make this transition um, if he again gets taken out by a Balrog, which I hope does not happen for the record. He just tweeted the word the... But you know what? He just tweeted an article adjective, and it got 148,000 likes. Well, so it's going again, to get it's going to get him killed when he's in Middle Earth because he ain't doing look, anything. If anyone is going to look at a door to get into the minds of Moria and realize that you just need to say the word friend, it's going to be Lil Nas. Michael, say something. 
I got nothing. I, I cannot. Just, Paul, you're, you're all over the place. You, you go like middle of the road rock. Okay, he's going generic. Then you go off the reservation with these Eastern Hemisphere uh, small archer skier Indonesians because they seem like they would be in Middle Earth. Okay, so he's going literal. Then you pick an NBA player and a rapper. This is like when you trip on something, like it's a bad trip. Or maybe a good trip, I don't know. But these are the people that show up in your trip. Hey, when Gandalf needed a fellowship to do the real job, he went and got some random hobbits, uh, a dude they found in like a bar. And, and You're elf, already incorrect. He knew he was Aragorn. He already knew he was Aragorn. You know what? I'm, it, it's, they, they still technically went to a bar. All right, Michael, you're up, you're up with the last pick. So, Paul, if I can, uh, how, how, how many different days did you do the research on this thing? This, this was, so this was pre-quarantine times, and I did this in one evening when I was in the hotel room uh, traveling for work. So, so I'm was, kind of with Cameron. This is so all over the place. I would have thought that maybe this research occurred over the period of a couple of weeks or something. I right, like he did two and then he did two. Yeah. Before. Well, yeah. again, again, I had a more logical pick for this spot, I feel like. But then I was just looking at some <laughs> little last tweets on Twitter. And I thought this is, <laughs> this is magical and somewhat wizard-like. All and right, so, well, we'll see, we'll see about those... those um, also okay. rands. Um, so, Michael. Wow. Well, I feel like we're not going to end on the high note that is Little Nos X. <laughs> Thank God. Um, before I give you my final pick, I guess I'm going to have to kind of walk back some of my previous picks and, and, and talk about the roles that they can, uh, I guess, play as well. So, I don't have a I don't have a Gandalf. I don't have a leader. So I'm thinking that Greta is my leader for the group. She's the ring uh, bearer though. That's what you said. Yeah, I know she is, but she's also the best speaker and has a humongous following. So she is willing willing and able to gather people to her cause. So I don't know, Mike. I don't I know. know. You went I know. hard That's... with it. There's roles to fill, and then suddenly you're like, "Oh, because I, I think in the story of the Lord of the Rings, the leader is different from the ring bearer. There's a there's a responsibility and a pain to being the ring bearer, which is why Gandalf is like, "I can't be that. I can't be that. Don't don't offer it to me. I'm the leader." But make your pick. Yeah. Well. So I'm going to end my, my fellowship here with my brawler. And I looked up Krav Maga champions because in my mind, that's the most brutal martial art or most practical uh, developed by Israeli military and highly effective in self-defense and hand-to-hand combat. So the person that I'm going to go with is Yosuke Saruta. And he is the One World Championship Strawweight Division uh, champion. So, Mike, just for the listeners, uh, go ahead and explain what uh, Krav Maga is. So, it's, uh, it's considered a martial art now, 
But again, it was developed by Israeli military in, I believe, the 20th century. Like it, it's new, but it's a it's a hand to hand combat that is, I guess, best at self defense, protecting yourself, but also you know very quickly disabling your opponents. Like it's it's incredibly brutal. Uh, yeah, I looked at it for for my brawler position. I didn't think of Krav Maga. That's a I think that's a smart. Again, you have a lot of military. Well, maybe just two, but you you know you got two military sort of base picks. But uh, yeah, I thought about like MMA and some other things. So I had a couple names from from other uh, martial arts kind of hand to hand combat groups for my like brawler position. But yeah, I think I think Krav Maga makes uh, makes sense. Yeah, I think it's a good pick. Uh, he is just, also an instructor, so mm-hmm. he does have speaking skills. How old is he? Can, he can work with others. He's young. Okay, good. I don't yep. know the age, but I would say 30. Good pick. I think it's a good pick. Solid pick. Uh, who was Brandon Matura? That was your last pick? My medic. Army medic. That was your army medic. Anders was the uh, archer. Archer, yeah. Sergey was the... Broadsword. Broadsword, okay, and then Greta was long the, sword, rather. the heart. Um, yeah. Okay, no, I think uh, that's a good final pick. You needed somebody who was pure fighter. Um, so that sounds like what that would be. Okay, just looking at this list, we'll do a quick recap, but do y'all think in five years where we pull this draft up, y'all are going to be able to look at your team and know who they are? No. <laughs> So they won't be debating this, um, these teams on uh, Undisputed or First Take, uh, you know, 10 years later. Because nobody's going to know who these guys to, are. They'll have to do what I did and Google them. So. Yeah, not my team. <laughs> so um, you're also encouraging education for future yeah. generations. Yeah. <laughs> really I want those future generations to watch Lil Nas all day long. Um, Lil Nas was timeless. Was, so. Okay. Let's uh, let's do uh, a recap, a final summary for the audience, and then we'll get into our, our bonus picks. Okay. Um, so I'll go first. Um, this is Cameron's team. Um, so what we have here is Bear Grylls, survivalist. Bill Nye, engineer and scientist. Connor McGregor, MMA fighter, uh, all-around street thug. Um, Tony Robbins, inspirational speaker, life coach, and car salesman. Uh, Colin Powell, general strategist leader. All right, uh, I'll, I'll recap mine next. Uh, you know what? I think the fact that you haven't heard of some of these people means is is a point in our favor because again, you know what? The elves probably had not heard of the hobbits, or you know, no one knew who Frodo was. But uh, you don't have to know who Frodo was. Frodo just needs to have the qualities to carry the ring and eventually get his finger bitten off by someone who falls into a volcano. Yeah, so, you know name recognition for your hobbit. That's right. I don't want the Eye of Sauron picking out, you know, oh, there's Bear Grylls over there. I love that guy. What, what's he got? What's he got? It's the ring. <laughs> no, I want I him ignoring. <laughs> big fan, big fan. <laughs> you know Sauron is watching uh, watching some Bear Grylls. So, all right. My team, first of all, The Rock. Who doesn't want to vote for a team with The Rock? Nobody. Everyone loves The Rock. Strong in, strong in leadership skills. Uh, then we have a famous Indonesian badminton player, Tofik Hidayat, which again, I scientifically proved uh, Indonesia as the most, uh, has the most positive Hobbit-like qualities of any country, which was backed up by 
uh, biology, as Michael pointed out. So it's strictly science. Now, um, this, that that was. <laughs> yeah, be careful there before you start. Uh... Yeah, that uh, particular species is long gone, Paul. <laughs> yeah, but it's you know it's in it, it, it's more than a coincidence that that happened. To okay, that's all I'm saying. Uh, biathlete Ole Inyar Bjorndalen, again, nicknamed the King of Biathlon. Um, so our fellowship has a king on it. Stephen Adams, you, you can't question this guy's toughness. Fun fact, uh, Stephen Adams um, always wears flip-flops because someone gave him a pair for free and he likes to save his money. So, you know, he's so tough that even in the middle of winter, he's running around in flip-flops, not slowed down at all. So he can handle anything thrown his way. Sounds stupid to me. But incredibly strong. If he hits you, it's like getting hit by a truck. And that's when he's just setting a screen in the NBA. That's not him uh, trying to throw a punch or anything like that. But uh, one of the one of the really smart uh, defensive players, um, good, good team leader, and uh, again, strong for that sort of brawling. And then my magical pick, the most magical. A petty pick I could have made. Lil Nas X. Nothing else needs to be said about uh, what he's going to bring to the team. But you know, if if Cameron over here is going to have Tony Robbins only filling the role of sweet talking people from town to town, then I can have Lil Nas X sweet talking some people from town to town, uh, and he's going to be doing it with some sweet Old Town Road remixes. So I do think you, I've got I, a strong contender here. His his remixes are acapella though, right? He's acapellaing remixes <laughs> that are all, all acapella. You know, he could because he's that talented. So I feel like instead of a wizard, you've drafted a bard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if we're talking D and D, bards usually know a few spells. A jester so. of sorts. Yeah. Uh, he might be a good distraction on the battlefield. <laughs> what is that guy doing? He comes in with that pink <laughs> cowboy hat outfit. I mean, that confused him. I mean, but that only yeah. one spawn, <laughs> like on the first battle. All right, Michael. Okay. So my pick number one was Greta Thunberg. She's the heart of my fellowship. Uh, she's able to win people to her cause. So all the rest of the fellowship will, uh, you know, tuck in line behind her and uh, do their best to protect her to get that ring. <laughs> To Mordor. Sergei Koltyev was my second pick. He's a part of the historical European martial arts uh, and he was a gold medalist in the long sword and silver in the rapier and dagger. I think those are probably the most translatable skills to Middle Earth. So he's the one that's got the hand-to-hand -hand, uh, combat experience that's going to directly translate here. Uh, next we've got my ranged weapon here, uh, Anders Faugstad, and he is a master with a bow. So he's going to be taking out orcs long range here. Next, we've got my healer of the group, and he is an army medic. And Cameron did a little bit more research than I did into this, and found out he's in good shape and a uh, fit for fighting soldier. So... He can heal people and he can take out orcs. And lastly, my brawler. So when things get uh, real heavy in battle and it's close quarters, 
Yosuke Sarta is going to take care of business. Uh, he's a one world championship strawweight division champion in Krav Maga. And he's also an instructor, so he's good at relaying uh, what needs to happen on the battlefield and taking care of business. All right. Michael, I don't like that uh, you, you have the one pick that like we, we can't trash without looking like bad people. <laughs> because uh feel like we cannot disparage Greta without You're talking about Sergey Kote, right? Yeah, no, everyone loves Sergey and so Everyone loves Sergey. <laughs> talking smack on him is not going to end well, but yeah, um yeah. All right. Um right. anyone anyone have um some notable honorable mentions okay I have some, before we wrap I have, things up. yeah i have some dishonorable mentions here uh this was before i knew that they couldn't bring their uh or that I, I didn't know we were going on a middle earth earth quest i thought maybe we were just going on a quest anywhere and you can kind of use your expertise with your you know reasonable supplies so um my original number five was nate silver He's going to run the numbers for us, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. Statistician, uh, economist. He's going to be able to say, look, I ran the numbers. We got a 66% chance that we go this way. You know, we got a yada yada chance we go this way. Or, you know, if that happens, you know, with 95% confidence, we think it'll happen three times, you know, yada, whatever. He's going to run the numbers, make this quest more than just an emotional leap. He's going to make it scientific. Bill's going to love that. Useful um, if you're trying to figure out whether you should go into the mines of Moria or not. Right. Somebody should have like, calculated the numbers before they tried the the mountain pass. You know. Uh, you know. That would know. be like bringing C3PO into your fellowship, throwing out data all the time. Yeah, I mean C3PO is 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 gives a bad rap because he's annoying as heck, um, but he does provide some good solid information. Chances to survive a uh, flight through a uh, asteroid field, 5,320 to one, I think. Right? I don't know. So that I was like my. You'd be getting a lot of numbers like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Colin, I mean, he ain't going to tell it to Connor. I can tell you that right now. Um, uh, probably not Tony either. Tony doesn't want to hear real numbers. Um, but he'll tell it to Bill. He'll tell it to, 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 to Bear, you know. They'll figure it out. But I think I didn't have a leader, so having Colin probably helps a little bit better. Um, the other guy I was I was toying with, actually, I was toying between him and Bill Nye, was Dr. Anthony Fauci. Um, mm-hmm. Relevant, um, scientist, just has a lot of a wealth of knowledge. So he was going to be my kind of brain. That's it. That's all I had. I think that's a strong pick. I considered him too. Interesting. I thought I thought Bill Nye would be more hands-on capable, like hands-on science. Mm-hmm. I was like Fauci, younger. Yeah, I mean, just Fauci, you know, whatever. I mean, accomplished, but you know, infectious disease. I don't know how much that's going to play a part in Middle Earth or in any. Well, way. if he could use his knowledge for evil, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I had. So. I've got honorable mentions, but not notable ones. They're not going to be any recognizable <laughs> names here. But uh, I oh, did like more up. Russians and Slovenians and uh, pretty much. So for my wizard position, since we said that you can't take anything from here to Middle Earth, they're just going in with knowledge, basically. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what is going to be 
relatable to a wizard. So I looked up a chemist and then I thought the stuff that you do in labs at a university, that might not be the most translatable to what you'd find in Middle Earth. So uh, there is a National Chemistry Olympiad and competition again. And this person's Olga Zamudio. And uh, she won in 2016. So that was going to be my wizard. Help out with some chemistry. Uh, maybe help in warfare a little bit. And then uh, I had looked up kendo because that's a Japanese martial art of sword fighting. And so I had Sho Ando on here. He's uh, the champion of kendo and he's a Hokkaido policeman. So that was my kind of alternate to Sergey. But uh, Sergey, the, the HEMA group, they actually train or they, they compete with blades. Whereas Kendo uses like the stick swords in their fighting. So I thought that that might uh, not translate to Middle Earth. He might be uh, not protecting himself as well as he should be. Those are some out there picks, man. Again, right, not, uh, not notable, not ones that you would recognize, but. I'll, I'll wrap it up quickly here um, with just, uh, I'll just stick with my, my more well-known picks. Uh, for Brawler, I considered uh, Russell Crowe, mostly because I was thinking of the fighting around the world skit from South Park. For the wizard position, I consider Tom Hanks because, again, you can't you can't get more magical than Tom Hanks. Um, but I was going to draft before I, I saw some little Nas tweets and decided I'd rather uh, draft little Nas and try to try to All right, let's uh, see take that stance. But my my original idea was to draft uh, J.K. Rowling for that pick because obviously, clearly, the, the author of the Harry Potter books clearly very popular, uh, very. Uh, 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 and prone to magic, right? So did a lot of research on mythology and things when, when writing the Harry Potter books. And also, if you look at her um, honorable titles, she has a lot of titles that she holds in Britain. One of them uh, is the Fellowship of the Royal Society of Edinburgh. So already in a fellowship. So has previous fellowship experience. Um, Paul, again, I, I, I didn't think I was going to say this but I think you made the right pick with low Nas. <laughs> I just don't know how J.K. Rowling is going to be of any help uh, in Middle Earth. So you know what? I'm, I'm on the Lil Nas uh, train or on the Old Town Road. All right, so. well, there, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the inaugural episode of What's on Draft. Uh, so... Right. Um, let us know whose draft do you think would be the most successful fellowship of the ring? I want to hear the least successful too. Well, well, they'll vote. We'll figure out who the least successful is. Um, <laughs> That's true. You know, okay. So we'll, we'll tally up the votes. <laughs> <laughs>